tons, 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 tons and tons of ideas to hatch about Bandersnatch, about Bandersnatch. Tons and tons of ideas to hatch about Bandersnatch, about Bandersnatch. Hey, there's a catch-22 to life. There's a Bandersnatch for you, that's right. It's tons and tons of ideas to hatch. It's a choose-your-own Bandersnatch. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science. I'm Ethan Edinburgh. And today we are talking about the Emmy Award winning movie. I don't even know if it's a I guess it is a movie. It's called Bandersnatch and it came out on Netflix. It's a Black Mirror episode, but it was separate. So maybe it is a movie. We'll, we'll get into it with two of my very good buddies, one of which I've known since I was a little kid. He is a singer songwriter. He's also in a comedy music group with me called the Cooties, <laughs> who you might remember from our Starship Troopers episode, which was probably one of the wildest episodes of this podcast. That's so fun. <laughs> so fun. It's Jacob Jeffries. Hey. How's it going, Jake? Um, good. How are you? What was that little uh, high pitched laser voice you had? Uh, there's a, I got a mouse in my pocket. Oh, a tiny mouse with an air horn. Yep. <laughs> he's very excited to be here. He's he's thrilled. Thanks yeah. for having me. Uh, thank you for being and here. And my Jacob. mouse. Uh, and of course, your little mouse. Have a little, uh, little name for that mouse. This mouse has a big, big name. And are we going to find out what it is? Is that a teaser? At the end of the show. Wow. <laughs> Stay tuned till the end. Um, and joining us is a researcher at the Social Cognitive Neuroscience Lab of UCLA. You might recognize him from the How the Grinch Stole Christmas episode. It's Dr. Daniel Ames. Hey, great to be here. Uh, except, of course, that my mouse's name is Jeff, Ooh. and I only brought a kazoo, so I'm feeling like I didn't really come prepared. You didn't tell me what the, what the what level we were going to Well, be it's here. okay. You're a doctor. <laughs> yeah, you make up for it in uh, education. The fact that you have a job. <laughs> Jake and I just make weird noises as a job. So, um, and can't come up with the name of a fake mouse in my pocket <laughs> in time. <laughs> Gigantic improv failure to start the show. Um, so, first of all, there was a bit of a discrepancy when you came in. Is it Dan or Daniel? When you introduce yourself, what do you go by? Because I don't want to mess this up. It's usually Dan accepted Starbucks because disyllabic names are sort of easier to hear oh. distinctively. If someone just yells out like Dan, yeah, that can be like kind of any, almost any monosyllable. Yeah, uh, yeah. Weird thing is, I my name's Jacob, and usually I say Jacob at Starbucks, but honestly, once in a blue moon, I'll go Jake, and this morning was that blue moon. Ooh. I went Jake less than 10 minutes ago at Starbucks. Wow. And you appeared to have coffee, so I it have worked coffee. out okay. Everything's good. I went Jake without a, there was nobody in line. Interesting. There is no, I don't think there's anyone That's to confuse fine me with. Jake condition. Yes. You know. <laughs> I, didn't we meet at the monosyllabic dude name conference? <laughs> yes, last year in Anaheim. Right. Yes. Monosyllabic yeah. dude name that conference. Was great. We had a good time. And so women are not allowed uh, at this conference? They have a yeah, different, was, they have a separate conference? It was not a very conference. fun conference, actually. <laughs> no, it sucked. Yeah. And, a a sausage did, and I can't remember anyone's name. So. Man. <laughs> but we all had fun in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one gigantic hot tub in the middle Marriott, of the conference. Marriott! Well, we're talking about decisions, commenting on your interesting decision to say Jake today, because because yeah. that was the entire premise of this show movie. I guess I'm just going to call it a movie moving forward because it was an hour and a half if you take one path. Some people I was reading, if you take a, like the default path, which I don't know what that means, but it was 40 minutes. And then, but there is like over two hours of material to watch. Wow. So I don't know if wow. you guys went back. I don't know what you guys thought of this thing, but but let's let's start with Jacob. Jacob, you just saw this last night. Yep. And... Did you go back? Did you enjoy yourself? What was your experience? It was great. Um, full disclosure. Please. Had an edible. Sure. Um, with my girlfriend. Fantastic. Uh, 
we watched it together and we made decisions together. Nice. Yeah. Um, got to. I uh, I think we both put ourselves into the main character's mind. Stefan. Stefan, right. Which I didn't know until halfway through. I feel like they, maybe I missed it again, edible. Yeah. But sure. maybe I missed it early, but I feel like his, his, his name wasn't revealed until a little bit later. There is a scene close to the front where someone says, Steven, oh, the boss, his, his new boss of the video game company right. says, Steven, he's like, oh, it's Stefan. Happens all the time. Tucker soft is a cool name, by the way. Tucker soft. Come <laughs> Such on. Such a cool name. Very cool. Could be yeah. the name of your mouse. Hey, just hey, consider it. His name is Tucker can, and he's soft. Can yeah. We, yeah. Can we add that later as if it was my idea? Oh yeah. Yeah. Just say it now and then we'll put it back in to the beginning. The mouse's name is Tucker soft. Oh, great. And that's the name of the company in Bandersnatch. Yes. So you make the edit. <laughs> then we're back. Then we're back. Great. Um, the only time we went back was when it said, do you want to go back? Or it took us mm, back. You ran into a wall. There was one point. Which I think is inevitable, by the way. So right. don't feel bad about that. I, Nobody I, should feel bad about that. And by the way, the default play is probably when it just decides for you, right? Which yeah, happened I think a few so. times because I couldn't get to the mouse in time. Whoa. You didn't put the mouse next to you. So my TV viewing situation at home is a little sketchy right now. Okay, sure. I had to get up and every time. Oh, every time. To the computer. Wow. And every now and then you were kind of edibled into the couch and you didn't get there in time. And she said, oh, we'll take turns. And she never got up in time. (laughs) Okay, putting her on blast. Yeah. Great. But I mean, it was really cool. I mean, I'm sure you have some amazing things to say about what motivated people to choose what uh how this story went yeah my main question i guess is did you make choices to help stefan or did you put him in harm's way you know to to live in the danger we went that route later we took it seriously at first okay we really wanted him to he's he to is survive. your he is you in a way he's yeah a sure creator he's like struggling he's yep. clearly starting to deal with some kind of like high pressure situations but we we wanted him to thrive as a as a protagonist. So where do you remember the first time that you were like, okay, let's feed this kid to the dogs? Fully remember. Um, I kept calling it the glyph, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, this sort of d- divergent pathway <laughs> thing. Yeah, I I, I kept I calling know. it a glyph. I don't know why. Did they say? No, that? I mean, I think glyph is a great description for it. Yeah, I, I don't. Okay, cool. They might have said it in the movie, but I think they call it the white bear or something like that. Like that's the name of the thing because it's a reference to another Pax, Black Mirror right? episode. It's like the Pax thing. I don't know. There was a point where you know every time it asked you, do you want to do this destructive thing? Right? It'd be mm-hmm. like, do you want to ruin your computer or do you want to? Uh, I don't, oh, I don't yell at your dad. Yell at your dad. I yelled at my dad. Yes. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. Because I felt like that he would kill, he's killing his passion mm-hmm. if he, if he destroys the computer. Yeah. Which uh, ending did you get? Let's, let's wrap it up there. And then I want to hear from the doc. To be honest with you, man, I don't remember. You don't remember the ending. Everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> There's blood so everywhere. Wait, but what, where does he end up? What happens to him? I, su- I swear I saw it last night, but I, Dr. Dan, <laughs> What was your experience? Did you enjoy the film? Uh, well, I liked it very much and did not enjoy it all, uh, oh, which is to cool. to say that, uh, well, with, with a, a killer combination of angst, creeping anxiety and existential dread, uh, Bandersnatch snatched my heart away. I give it four out of five. Like, it's not uh-huh. necessarily fun or enjoyable to watch, but like who wants mm. their entertainment to be fun and enjoyable? I don't know. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> that's why we were entertained. That, that's, probably, that's probably the right answer. That's, that's, that's probably the right answer. Yeah. No, I thought it was really good. Okay. And which ending did you get? Do you remember? Um, I got the ending in which the protagonist went back in time through the mirror, Ooh. Uh, chose to ride that's the cool train one. Oh, and presumably died. Yes. Yeah, rode a train. 
Yes. So Road the choo-choo, depending man. what decisions you make, there's like five to 10 different endings here. Wow. And some of them, you have no idea if they exist, uh, you know, based on your choices, based on your ending. But that is one of them, which is like pretty dark, I guess. But but some people say that that is the true ending to the story, which is that, yes, he goes. So his mom, just to wrap it up here. She for, died. Right. She died because she was late because, because he, he was looking for the, the rabbit. Right. Right. But in this one, you go back and make it like easy for him to find. And then they go uh, together and then they both die on the train. It, That's it, the one you got, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. And I don't know if it's if it's worth just making explicit. Maybe you're you're covering this in in an intro. No. Um, but this is sort of a, a choose your own adventure yes. uh, type good call story Thank game you. thing. <laughs> uh, Big time. So there there's a, a protagonist and you uh, as the viewer slash god slash whatever mm-hmm. uh, kind of entity you are make choices for the protagonist as he proceeds throughout the story. Um and comedy and horror ensue yeah and i think it's the first time i mean besides video games it's i think it's the first time that i've ever experienced something like this i don't know if you guys have done something like this before obviously there's a bunch of books choose your own adventure books but as a viewing experience i had never this was completely revolutionary for me and i was psyched beyond belief when this came out i already love black mirror Mm -hmm. and i was just so excited i also took an edible like you did jacob yeah uh parentheses there uh but i was i think still i would have just soberly been over the moon about this thing every decision i got goose bumps every time the the ratio of the screen changed i went nuts i absolutely loved it and then as soon as it was done i wanted to see every ending so i was like i was so annoying to the two people that i was watching it with because i kept saying like let's go back let's let's start it over let's do all the opposite decisions they were like no the thing's over who cares yeah you know i also experienced this like very specific kind of of fomo i guess right um even yeah. though I was I was watching it by myself because I definitely have friends I just didn't happen to invite them for this one thing. <laughs> sure, um, sure, sure. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to feel like you're missing some piece of the multiverse here. Yeah, yeah. it's cool that you can uh, instead of rewinding, you're going back to decisions, right? Right. That's kind of how they they set it up for you. Yes. I I kind of remember how mine ended. Now, when you said the kid came through the mirror, I remember that. Um, but here's what made it difficult to remember. I think remember when he goes to the psychiatrist and she gives him these pills. Yes. Did that happen to everyone? Yep, yep, yep. It kept asking me to go back to that area. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of blurry on to go follow Colin or to go into the doctors. Yeah. And we did both and still it got me back there. I mean, in some ways I feel feel like you had the most authentic experience of any of us. Your your experience uh, mirrored that uh, of the protagonist, right? The sort of slipperiness of time that that one experiences. Yeah, because he's asleep in the car outside Haynes' yes. office. If you choose to go in, you go in. But if you choose to follow Colin, some that crazy shit goes down. And then you wake up in the car and you don't know if that was real or not. And I think that is also based on decisions you make moving forward. We oh. might still be watching it, you guys. Yeah, Whoa. we should. <laughs> I also feel like maybe uh, it allows you to bow out early. It says end of credits right, at correct. the top right. Yeah. And I might, maybe I left early. Oh, okay. That's fine. I don't know. It's, it's such a, I don't want to say never ending because obviously there's a bunch of endings, but you could have spent three, four hours. At Do we least. know how many endings there are exactly? There, I know there's five for sure, wow. but then I read on a different site that there's 10. So there's either five or 10 and I think they differ a little bit um, and they range, but none of them are good. That's the thing. You don't, don't go trying to look for like when he gets the perfect game and he survives and he has a happy life because that never happens. Well, isn't that the Bandersnatch 22 of life? <laughs> yes. 
Yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> Falls asleep. Um, so, I mean, I, I wrote some of these decisions down just because I don't even know why I thought they were kind of interesting. Um, some of them were very silly, like the cereal one, I think is the first decision that mm. comes up. It asks you if you want sugar puffs or Frosties. What did you guys choose? Do you remember? Uh, I went with Frosties. And I feel like having those early decisions be about trivial things is susceptible to the criticism it's like man we're not even making consequential choices this is like nonsense mm-hmm. um but i actually thought that uh there was there was a kind of powerful resonance in having those be the first decisions that i made and then having the character later on you know as, as he's falling into you know existential pieces um talk about how like even the small decisions i make you know what what cereal i eat for breakfast right um because it is often in those small things that we sort of feel like I, I'm, I'm at least choosing this. There's a lot of things in my life that are not in my control, but like, God damn it, I am choosing what to have for breakfast. That is a choice. I am making it. Yeah. Yeah. I also went Frosties. Did you go Frosties? Frosties. I felt like there was a pull, maybe just because I live in this health bubble of Los Angeles, mm. where I was like, I can't pick something with sugar in the name. That's <laughs> what was crazy. It? What was the other one? Sugar puffs. <laughs> what is that? I also don't know. Maybe that's why. I was like, well, I kind of know what Frosted Flakes are. So what the hell? If if Sugar Puffs had something comparable to Tony the Tiger. Mm-hmm. Then they'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'd go that way for sure. I'd be down. Yeah, of, of course. Uh, or Cocoa Puffs. Then I was like, okay, well, that's an obvious going Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. Um, what about the music? Did you guys go Thompson Twins or did you go Now Too? Thompson Twins. We went Now Too. Okay. And we were actually kind of, uh, we got hung up talking about things at points. Yep. This was one of the first one where we were like, holy shit. Now two, 1984. Was yeah, I had a problem with that out. too. Is I, that true? There's no way. I feel like when we were younger, I, I, maybe I want to say, honestly, like early 2000s, I want to say. Yeah. It was the first, now that's what I call music. And it was so, everything was so legit and, and set in this time zone in the 80s. And then that happened. I was like, what the, what? Until later right. on in the movie when it asks you if you want to choose Netflix. Well, yeah, then come on. We're or the going, glyph. Then we're going into a metal world. Yeah. I don't know how I felt about that, by the way. That I, got crazy. I'm a huge, huge, again, can't say how big of a fan I am of this entire thing. I want more choose your own adventure, Netflix stuff, especially if it's Black Mirror. I'm a huge, huge fan of this. But I did not like that super meta uh, aspect to this. I don't know if that guy, if you experienced it or if it took you out or whatever, but I was just not in it. It took me out. No. Okay. So, yeah, I was going to ask you to try to articulate something about why you didn't like it. It's because of the kind of the super self-awareness. Yeah. It just made it way less spooky and suspenseful. Mm. You know, I was so ingrained. Sort of broke your reality, maybe. Yeah. 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 Then it was like, oh, now that's kind of silly. Like, I I I could see that move in a comedy and it would be funny. Mm -hmm. But because this was so, you know death is like a coming and going you kill your dad you don't kill your dad it's like i'm this guy's losing his mind yeah but then to say like oh netflix is a streaming platform we're watching you on a thing it's like oh that did not work for me yeah it was i thought it was executed all right i didn't like it but i thought it was executed all right with the you know this is the f- the future kind of talking to you right it, it warped time like you said it i will of- say it did make me laugh a lot I was, was like, funny. I was very giddy at that point, which is kind of cool to just even have the 
like polarization of emotion, right? You know, like a Tarantino movie where it's like you're laughing hysterically one second and then there's crazy violence and you're just stuck to your seat. But like you said, that that's kind of when you stop caring about the decisions you make for your homie, for Stefan. Right, that's true. He's not real anymore. Yeah. 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 Um, well, speaking of trivial decisions, I have a little game I want to play with you guys called Bandersnap Decision. So I'm going to give you a bunch of options and I want you to just as quickly as you can respond. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Don't take time on this right. guys. Go with your, go with your gut. Yeah. Why are you checking your phone? <laughs> I was going to start a timer. Oh, there's no need. Okay. No timers. You All guys right. ready? Yes. What are you writing down over there? It's secrets. Oh my God. Oh, this guy's full of secrets. He's man. so good. Man, if he could hear me right now. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, In sync. Or the Backstreet Boys? In sync. In sync. Ice cream or brownies? Ice cream. Brownies. Aliens or ghosts? Aliens. <laughs> basketball or hockey? Basketball. Hockey to watch, basketball to play. Sorry, I had to go there. No, Fair. that's cool. Explain. Blueberries or strawberries? Blues. Uh, Blueberries. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Uh, Coke. Wow, I'm a Pepsi guy. Pacino or De Niro? De Niro. I look like him some, sometimes. <laughs> I don't, I don't know which is which. <laughs> Rihanna or Ariana Grande? Ariana Grande. Uh, Ibid, which Did is to say, see previous answer. Oh, he doesn't know which one's which. Reebok or Nike? Nike. I'm wearing a knockoff Nike jacket right now, but I'm going to go with my old boys at Reebok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Parasite or Titanic? Parasite forever. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Parasite. Mario or Sonic? Oh, Sonic's making a Oof. comeback. Mario. Okay, Sonic or Tails? Sonic. Sonic. Tails or Knuckles? Knuckles is fun to say. Oof. Tails, I like good guys. Hey, Knuckles is good? Well, eventually, yeah. Okay, good. I like that you know your Sonic, tell you what. Doesn't know who Robert De Niro is, but... No. <laughs> but he knows the Sonic storyline. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Uh, Robotnik or Bowser? Oh, Bowser. Bowser. As a father-in-law, Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305 Pitbull, or Post Malone? Hold on. What's the preface? As, As a, a father-in-law. If I were a father-in-law? No, if he was your father-in-law. Oh. Pitbull or Post Malone? Yeah, again, I, I basically don't know who we're talking about. Very cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Post Malone for sure. <laughs> That's it. That's Bandersnap Decisions. That was how, awesome. how do we do? You were writing the entire time we yeah. were answering. Um, well, I ran out of paper partway down. Um, did, did we win? It, yes, we we won. So, um, what I what I was doing was uh, looking at whether we chose the first or the second thing, mm. um, and my own responses might have been a little bit uh, contaminated um, because I was interested in this bias that I think is kind of relevant to Bandersnatch. Okay. Um, wherein folks, uh, at least in our culture, are more prone, given a choice between a couple of options, to choose the thing on the left mm. um, or to choose the thing that is presented first. Wow. Um, and the fact that we tend to read left to right kind of collapses those both into a, a first by default right. um, kind of biases. And so just at the bottom of the page here, um, for as long as I could, I, I was marking off whether each of us chose the first or second option and through hmm. one, two, your readers, can, your uh, viewers, watchers, listeners, this is so multimedia, man, Bandersnatch. Um, <laughs> your listeners can go back and, and double check this, but I think through the first six decisions, each of us 
only chose the second option one time, um, although you equivocated on, on one of the two options. So there was a heavy uh, first is best bias going uh-huh. on there, at least partway through. Interesting. So that's what I was doing. Wow. So maybe we got to, in the future, just take a beat when we're giving these options and be like, hey, am I just choosing this because it was the first one presented to me? Is it on the left or do I actually want this thing? Yeah, it's a, it's a weird and in some ways like very simple bias, but potentially very powerful. And you can harness that power for evil. Like, you know, if you're doing a survey and you want your respondents to respond one way versus oh, the yeah. other, then maybe mm. you go ahead and put that thing on the left. Just, you present it first. We can gerrymander um, that. Uh, or, you know, you, <laughs> yes, that's, yes, I, I think that's, that's what gerrymandering is. Yep. Well, I wonder what um, they do in Hebrew. Oh yeah. In Hebrew, yeah. it's the opposite yeah, they bias. Might go, they might go the opposite way. Wow. Um, some of those kinds of biases in terms of how we, uh, tend to perceive time are also like culturally constrained in ways that align with writing. So no, I think you're, you're, you're right on there that it might well be the opposite. And that also brings up a huge bandersnatchy question, which is, are we making these decisions at all? In Stefan's case, or Stefan's case, as they all call him, uh, he wasn't making the decision. We were making these decisions, and he was grappling with sanity, trying to deal with that. But in everyday life, it's been argued from since the beginning of time that we are making our decisions or we're not making our decisions. So what do you guys think about that? I mean, let's just tackle free will real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah let's solve no it so that by the end of the podcast, we know whether or not we have free will or we don't. Yeah, yeah, just... just Take care of that. So I think for, for me, a good way to kind of enter that conversation is with uh, this dude who ran some experiments in the 80s. His name was Labette. And these experiments have since been expanded upon um, and probably done better. But um, he, he was the uh, the OG of, of this particular branch of scientific study in free will. Um, and we can do this right now to sort of get a sense of it. And Great. Uh, listeners uh, at home, as long as you're not performing surgery or uh, doing something else. Driving uh, a vehicle? Yeah. Yeah, or driving a, a vehicle. Yeah. I'll, let's just keep the rest of the podcast. We're just going to list options of things that the listeners could be doing right now. You shouldn't be doing yeah. while experimentation. Yeah. So ex- extend uh, one of your hands a little bit. And uh, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to just move your move your index finger. Um, so I'll, I'll shut up for five seconds and just somewhere in those five seconds, decide when to, and you can change your mind, decide when to move your, your finger. So that, that certainly felt very much like an intentional decision to me. Yeah. Um, even though you told us to do that. Right. Yeah. But, but choosing the when, the when is really what's, right. what's crucial here. Yes. Um, and crucial in, in these experiments. Um, so, these experiments were done uh, basically with with a button under that index finger, although I mm. think it may have actually been a, a whole wrist flexion, but that's beside the point. The decision was the participants' own as to when they would press uh, a, a button. And they made this decision while watching kind of an analog clock, a little thing spinning around so that they could see what time it was on this clock when they made that decision. Mm. Um, and critically, like the moment that I made the decision versus when my finger actually went. Because sometimes it feels like like there is sort of a moment where we're consciously aware of the intention to do something just before we do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted that to be captured. And so, and, and indeed, it seemed like about 200 milliseconds before um, people's fingers actually went, they reported like having made the decision to do it. The thing is that at least 500 milliseconds before uh, their brain was already giving away that they were going to do that. Whoa. That's to say the decision had been made before they made it. Um, 
And these experiments, as I say, have been done different ways. People can uh, try to try to make the decision, then unmake the decision. You get sort of different interesting brain responses as a result of doing that. Um, and some people hold out hope for like, well, maybe if there's some free will, there's still something called free won't. Like we can decide a thing, a decision can be made uh, before we're aware of that decision making process. Mm -hmm. um, but then we, quote unquote, can still step in and, and stop that process. And some people are skeptical about that. Um, but for some people, uh, experiments like those uh, really call into question the the likelihood that there there is something like legitimate free will. Wow. Where'd you go to college? I <laughs> think <laughs> you went to Dartmouth. Is that correct? Uh, that, that is correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's sick. I remember things sometimes. I hope everyone listening really soaked that one up. Yeah. Please soak up this entire thing, except for when uh, Jacob and I talk. Yeah. You <laughs> can throw that out the window. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People should Google the psychology of free will. There's lots of interesting stuff to learn about. But then there's other people's free will that has to do with your free will. Everyone's intersecting everyone, right? Butterfly effect and Donnie Darko yeah. and stuff. <laughs> the yeah. Donnie Darko effect. We all know about that. You get it. Yeah. Uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal uh, syndrome. But wait, the idea that like, you know, we were controlling one cat in this whole movie. We, yep. we were in charge of Stefan. Yep. His mom, she was hit by a train or a car or something. Uh, her train derailed. Right. And blah, blah, blah. Got on the train because he couldn't find the rabbit. But like, you know, if that conductor wasn't there that morning and there was another conductor instead and he, did, he didn't oh, right. derail it. Yeah, who you knows? know, it's all these things. Sure. So life is, life is crazy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> we agonize so much about like making the right decision. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, that gets so complicated so fast, A, because we usually can't anticipate the consequences of our decisions, and B, even when we can, it often turns out that we were just wrong mm -hmm. about the thing that was going to make us happy um, or that we thought was was best for us or someone else. Um, in the literature, this is sometimes called miswanting, um, but uh, that in combination with uh, the Donnie Darko effect um, really makes it hard to be a human, man. Yeah, yeah. so true. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go back to the show about science. Yeah, I was thinking about that, like a decision that you think is right, but then turns out to be wrong and how you could avoid that. You know, like there's a part towards the beginning where they offer him a job and it seems like everything is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like you can work here. You're going to have your own team. Everything is great. What do you say? And you kind of see Colin, who's like looked at as a hero or like a mastermind of video games. And he's kind of looking at you like. I don't know about this, man. So it kind of makes you doubt it. And then if you choose to have, you know, to say yes to the job and have all this whole team, then that hits your wall and you have to go back and, you and go back, fix it. Um, and then Colin has all the ideas, right? Or right. something like that. You have to, yeah, yeah. You have to like do it by yourself first. And I don't know, it, it seems counterintuitive, but it was the right answer. And you know, the, my favorite part of the entire production Please. was every time your score was read. I put score in air quotes. Mm -hmm. It was by the game reviewer guy, the critic. Right. That was cool. That he was, was cool. telling you how you did yes. pretty much. Yeah. It's like, this was a game and he was like, Ooh, not yeah. this time, buddy. We're going to start you again. And mm -hmm. you go back to the beginning. I, I definitely just, again, I'm not to geek out over here, but the whole presentation of this thing is so fantastic. It's the great. little like demo they give you at the beginning to like, have, you know, what's going to happen is great. so good. And then every time that you, you know, die or fail or whatever, and the, the TV screens come up and you have to choose. I just uh, absolutely adored that stuff. Okay. It's so, pretty slick. I think this company, Netflix, might go places, man. Yeah. Netflix is on to something for sure. Yeah. They just got to stop sending me DVDs in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not returning them. Um, there's a whole sequel. I mean, a lot of the movie is Stefan um, or Colin, who seems to have a lot of experience in this, but we're following Stefan doing this like intense project 
by himself and kind of losing his grip uh, because of the intensity of the work and how the workload and the deadline. And it seems that that guy he was obsessed with, JFD, I think was his initials, that he kind of had the same thing where he was like developing this book and he lost his mind and killed somebody. And Colin suggests that he smokes weed. And then he suggests that he takes LSD, uh, that it can help you understand, quote unquote. So I wanted to put it to you guys. If there's people out there that are, you know, in some sort of intense stress work situation, they got a deadline coming up, that what's the healthiest way to deal with it? Uh, I mean, big question. I, I To address the issue of, of drugs head on, I, I think that there's a lot of uh, anecdata data and some actual data um, suggesting that for some people, um, particularly hallucinogens, can be um, a really useful way of getting a different perspective on thing and kind of uh, getting past a lot of the the egocentric nonsense that that amounts to us getting in our own damn way all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, you know, if you're really no, that's enough. Thank crisis, you so much, Doctor Daniel. See you guys next time. <laughs> um, you know, if you're really dealing with something, there there are some times for some people, maybe for all people where um, even giving your sanity kind of the slightest nudge is really not a healthy choice. Mm. Um, so I, I'm, you know, consult your doctor um, or at least, you know, think very carefully and make what I'm sure will be a perfect decision uh, <laughs> before you decide to go ahead and pull that trigger. Well, you mm-hmm. can consult your guru and just put a tab on your tongue and have a good time. That, <laughs> that, that scene was bonkers yeah yeah that was probably one of the coolest scenes that was so where he's tripping the blowing out. on the painting yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah very cool. beautiful very cool i've never tried lsd but it certainly made me you know uh open to the possibility of it just because he seemed like he was having a great time <laughs> except for the anti-drug campaign scenario where like i feel like every anti-drug person is like well i can't take lsd because i'm gonna jump off a building mm. and that's exactly what yeah. happens yeah <laughs> they go and they're like listen there's multiple realities one of us should just jump off this building yeah <laughs> which uh i don't think happens that often when people are on yeah. hallucinogenics set, set and setting guys make sure you're safe yeah was, yeah i, I kind of didn't that i didn't like that and it, it made me decide if I would, not me, but as God in this situation, kill myself or kill. Uh, yeah, both tough options. I mean, why does someone have to listen to not jump, man? Come on. <laughs> that should have been an <laughs> option. Hang back. Hang, hang back. back. <laughs> listen to a record. Come on. That's yeah. what, see, they should have, if they had done shrooms, mm-hmm. nature's gift. <laughs> <laughs> then they just chill out. No, yeah, they wouldn't relax. have jumped. LSD makes you want to jump. Yeah. Don't just want to jump. Yeah. Jump. That resonates. So it, it, in some ways, like the, the, the proffering of these choices that sometimes seemed so limited, um, was frustrating. Like yeah. by giving me choices, man, you're making me feel like I don't have choices. Right. Right. Um, totally. I don't know if that was a, a design, uh, feature or, or a bug for, or for budget. Yeah, sure. Or budget. Um, but also wasn't there a point, remind me if you guys had this too, where it didn't give you, there was one oh, time yeah. for us where no. it only gave me one option. Oh yeah. really? What was yeah. the one option? I, I don't forget. remember that. Um, it might've had to do with, um, finding the toy rabbit and, and leaving with mommy sort of early on. Yes. Oh. It said, um, do you leave with mommy? And it only said no. You can't go with her. And I was like, oh, my God, that like rattled my core. Yeah, I was like, wow, wow emotional dig. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I remembered how my journey ended. Oh, please. If I may. Of course. Katie texted me. She said, uh, I think we killed the dad. Oh, yeah. A lot of them, you end up killing your dad. Oh, I said, how did Bandersnatch end? She said, it never did. Ha ha. <laughs> but ours went to him killing his dad. I'm not sure what happened after that. We watched the Cheer documentary. Oh, which I hear is great. It was amazing. Cheer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Highly recommend. 
yeah, I think you kill your dad in most of them. And that's also very frustrating. Like, because you don't want to kill your nobody wants to kill their dad what's going on here and he just does it with a cigarette oh, ashtray in ours yeah he did it with the ashtray and then do you remember the dad was like peering out the window at the german shepherd in the lawn in the beginning yes and then at the end that's in, in our ending mm-hmm. he's the dad is dead he's buried the dad right. where the german shepherd is digging oh and then snap. they show that and i'm thinking so is this just like time is an illusion and like he, the dad was never there. Was like, what is Bandersnatch hmm. trying to tell me here? The dog came back from the future, started digging because he knew there'd need to be a hole there. Yeah. And he's just trying to, if there's going to be a homicide, I'm going to be helpful about it. So Gosh, it's Cop wrong. Dog. Also, I do think, <laughs> well, first of all, Cop Dog, great movie idea. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I think when I was watching, the dogs were like humping each other. I don't know if they were digging. I saw two dogs humping. Oh, when the dad they looked hump? out the window. Okay, my but bad. But maybe it's in the same spot. I don't know. And No, you're probably right. They were probably humping. Time travel does exist through mirrors, apparently, in this, in this movie. Black so. Mirror. Oh. Black Mirror Productions. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, getting out of the hole. He calls it the hole, Colin, this, like, uh, writer's block type, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I for me, I think uh, location change is a good uh, recommendation. If I'm stuck on something, I like to just take a walk outside or try to work on it in a different place, maybe. I don't know if you guys feel the same or if you have any, like, little tricks to get your mind thinking a different way. Um, well, taking a walk... Might not be a bad idea, particularly depending on what kind of thing you're you're stuck on or what decision you're trying to make. There's um, a, a subliterature uh, on something called unconscious thought theory, um, showing that at least when confronted with certain kinds of decisions, uh, very complex ones like you, you know which of these you know many apartments should I choose or which car, and there are all these different attributes, and it's hard to keep straight. Um, Often people will make uh, objectively better decisions um, if they take some time to chill. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of cognitive resources in our unconscious minds that, uh, if they can be marshaled, um, can really be useful in making those kinds of decisions. Yeah, I'd agree. Yakobe? I will, yeah, take a breather. Cook. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Take so much time to cook. So right. maybe give yourself that break. Chop an onion. Cry a little. <laughs> from really. the onion or from- uh, Both. Well, you can cool thing is if you're chopping an onion you got an excuse yeah except when you start making all those crying noises and people are like "Eh, it's not the onion (laughs) a little dramatic but okay (laughs) what's really hurt um it's a lot of onions guys yeah a whole lot of onion uh yeah watch i mean i'm addicted i am fully addicted to anything sports so Mm. i'll get lost in i'll rewatch games Old games. Old games on YouTube. Like uh, recap, game recaps. Oh, yeah, for sure. From earlier in the NFL season. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an idiot with that <laughs> stuff. So. Hey, but maybe it's productive because it helps you solve the Rubik's Cube of the song you were writing. Right. When, when it comes to creativity, it's not. It's a decent balance, I feel. Or I'll go for a run or something. I'll try to engage my core, if mm. you will. I do. I will. <laughs> I will engage your core. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, oh, I wanted to ask about limiting decisions too, right? There's that whole theory. I think Barack Obama was one of these people that like, he didn't like decide what he would wear. Like he only had like 
two yeah. options or something, right? Like three options of what f he would dress as. Four more years. <laughs> I think we're a little <laughs> oh, late. <all> right. <laughs> um, so yeah, do you uh, subscribe to that? Do you think it's smart to limit your decisions, limit what you're eating, limit your choices? I think for me it is. I mean, there are definitely individual differences here. Um, but uh, yeah, a bunch of studies have found and some have not found that we think we want more choices um, and that that will be, you know, will increase our happiness because how can having more things to choose from be bad? Um, the problem is like our minds in some ways just seem like they're determined to make us unhappy. Um, we talked about the kind of uh, the FOMO of like, oh, all these realities and banner snatch that I didn't get to experience. Mm -hmm. And you can see, you know, how you get from there to the idea that uh, the more options you have, the more things you didn't get to try. Um, fortunately, we also have uh, some things working in the other uh, direction in a lot of cases. Um, after we make a decision, we'll find ourselves being like, man, this this was definitely the right call. Those other things weren't all that great. We, we recruit all of these reasons why like those sugar puffs, those would have been a terrible idea. Um, so at least we've got we've got some things in our in our psychological immune system working to our advantage. Personally, for me, yeah, I think limiting choices is uh, is an important uh, an important skill for me in terms of maintaining some semblance of mental health. Hmm. What do you limit? Which choices? Um, I uh, <laughs> I don't learn any celebrity names so that I can't <laughs> answer. Qu um, I. I, I keep thinking, I don't know, I guess I just have a little bit of a minimalist streak in, you know, my apartment is like pretty small and pretty streamlined. Um, I uh, will often go ahead and, and make the decision about what clothes I'm wearing, you know, uh, the day advance so I don't have to think about it um, in yep. the morning. At least, you know, during those periods of time where where I kind of have my stuff together, I'm, I'm doing those sorts of pre-decision making rituals. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and what I could, of like, course, be wrong about what's helpful for me, but I think that those sorts of things are helpful for me. I'm sure you're right about what's helpful for you. Mm. Seems like that type of guy. <laughs> Do you buy, because I, I sometimes go this route of like buying the same product, like instead of mixing things up, you know, even basic, just toothpaste sure. Sure. or, you know, soap or shampoo. It's That's like, a great I, example. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to think about, there's so many and I don't I, care. I went to a Costco for the first time recently and was overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, I, you know, since discovering like, like, you know, Trader Joe's is an example of, of sort of a small grocery store. And now if I go to a big one, um, I am paralyzed is an overstatement. Yeah. Um, but let's just say, I wish I had some onions with me so I would have an excuse. <laughs> Hey, that's kind right. of what makes Trader Joe's special. I kind of end up just spending the same amount of money literally every time because I'm getting the same things. Mm -hmm. And the choices aren't that vast, you know? Yeah. There's not a million companies. It's satisfying in that way. Yeah, it's yeah. like all Trader Joe's brand, so you know what's up. Mm -hmm. But I guess, you know, that's not threatening in the same way that um, it might be threatening to be uh, the the protagonist in, in Bandersnatch where you feel like you truly don't have choices because we're making mm. choices to limit our choices. We're making meta choices as, as if there, there weren't enough like meta discussion in this uh, discussion <laughs> yeah. already. Right. Yeah. What is it called? Is there a name for someone who like, or like not, not a name for someone that's insensitive. If there's a name for the like concept of having to regret every decision you make, like living on in that world where shouldn't have, oh, uh, shouldn't have done that like OCD. Yeah, I think a lot of people like, have that kind of thing. They're always looking in the past and and feeling nervous about it or, or depressed about it. Right. Or, yeah, unsatisfied. Like, just regret, like 
like a photographic memory with the decisions you've made and you were just literally living yeah. a shadow of regret for everything you've done. Replaying the dumb argument that you had over over break or whatever. Yeah. It, it's gotta be you know, the time to do something about that was then. Right. Um, why are you still torturing yourself with it now? Right. Yes. You can't live like that. If you're if you're out there and you're listening and you're living you're living under a dark, dark cloud of of um past mistakes of, yeah and you're just and you're just cutting up onions all day just get out from under that cloud and just see the sunshine over the hill and just run towards that sunshine <laughs> or just cut like peppers instead yay <laughs> finally a practical solution yeah peppers Let's are good cut peppers. peppers or broccoli or geez man sounds good when you cut a pepper oh good call <laughs> Very satisfying. You don't get that with the machines, you know? You buy those, like, automatic cutting food processor type. Who's getting that? And then you miss the tactile. Yeah, don't. This is going to be Netflix's next move, you guys. It's just, it's it's <laughs> choose your own adventure, but the adventure is which vegetable will you cut now? I would put that on. Sounds like a cool game. Yeah, I'm definitely down with that, especially if I'm cooking. That's a great thing to just have on in the background, someone else oh. cooking, someone else cutting. <laughs> oh. You can, I'd get going. My morning should get started with just listening to ASMR pepper cutting. Yeah. We'll insert a bunch of that here. <laughs> okay. And then here is a sample of somebody cutting a squash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's an example of uh, Jacob's mouse, uh, Tucker Soft, uh, cutting uh, a banana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I love that little mouse. Um, okay, I just wanted to mention for those super geeks out there like me who had to go on the internet and find out weird stuff about Bandersnatch that there is like a super secret post credits ending that wow. you can get through a weird variety of choices that you can make, like this weird combo um, where it plays. You know that scene where he's on the bus listening to the music that you... Mm -hmm. that you chose so he's on the bus and he's listening but the sound it makes is like excruciating it sounds like this like broken fax machine type thing and so people were super confused by this and had no idea what the hell that sound was and so some tech nerds i guess realized that that sound was actually data and so they put it into some program and realized that it comes out to a qr code and then that wow. QR code uh, takes you to the Tuckersoft website, which they made just for Bandersnatch, which is like mostly a useless website, but has like some cool little whatever Easter egg type stuff. But if you use this QR code, it takes you to a, a hidden page on this website where you can play the nosedive game awesome. yes. that Colin was working on. That's so, a cool wow. game, man. Pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> I thought that was pretty sweet. There is one way to be happy. At the end of this yes. movie episode game <laughs> like thing. Play nosedive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay. Well, I wanted to thank you both for uh, for coming on. Is there another uh, Black Mirror episode you guys really love? Oh, I'm man. a big fan of the whole series. So, Likewise. Um, I'm... I'm probably just going to list off whatever's accessible here. Mm. Um, and later I'll be regretting my choices. Uh -huh. um, but, but you won't live in that for too long. You'll get over it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Cut some um, Thanks to drugs. Um, <laughs> there's an episode that I think is called Be Right Back um, okay. that I find really poignant when uh, a woman's um, husband or, or lover dies um, and he is sort of biomechanically 
resurrected. Oh my God. Um, yes. She, yeah. I know this one and it shattered me. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. That one was, yeah. It's like a clone system that they sell. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That one's really, really good. There's so much there, you know, people not being able to be who you want them to be, even when they want to be that way and, and identity, you know, what makes me, me or you, right. you, uh, there's so much there. That's that's one that I really like. Yeah, yeah. But to to piggyback as far as like relationship ones, there's one I can't remember what it was called, but it was the one with the eye where they have like a thing where they can go. Oh, um, it's something like the history of everything. Right. Um, yes, that's correct. That's that's a, that from a psychological perspective, that is a, a brilliant, fascinating. Yeah. yeah, that one yeah. made me go back and watch it again. That one's extraordinary. Oh, that season one, two. What, what season was that? Ooh, I want to say one. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I like this one and two. I think it was a uh, simple, you know, but good. It was called Hang the DJ. Oh yeah, yeah. Hang about the DJ. dating apps, right? Yes, that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. It was it was romantic. I like that one a lot. It wasn't too like, it, it wasn't too like mind fucky. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> we're gonna bring this person back or like we'll come to the haunted house where everybody you've ever known and loved is gonna kill you. Yeah, although I, I the playtest one, yeah, which is one. the haunted that's the video game yeah, one, yeah. might be my favorite one. That one's, that cool. one's extraordinary. That's cool. Spiders, spiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of the actor. Spiders. Spiders was in that, I think. <laughs> My friend Spider was in that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Jacob, uh, this is the promo section here. I know you have a new album coming out, Añejo. Añejo is coming out in March. So people should look out for that. Yeah. Uh, until then, they can hear your new single, Get Well. Yeah, well, we're going to put a... Well, that's actually not going to be on the record even. So Ooh. there's a song coming out on January 24th. Okay. Called Let You Down. Oh. First single off on Yeho. There we go. Soon, yeah. So yeah, check out Jacob Jeffries on yeah, Spotify. Some music, you know, we'll hang out. Let's hang out. And if you go to Spotify, you can automatically hang <laughs> out hang with out. Jacob. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm beta testing a new thing called Spotify Hangout. I don't know. Just, <laughs> the only one on it. Yeah. Just, it's like AIM. <laughs> <laughs> so they can just chat with you? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right. That'd be fun. Uh, Dr. Dan, have anything you'd like to tell people about? Um... I mean, I, yeah, I don't really have anything uh, of my own that I, that I want to promote, I guess. Um, but I, I do want to promote science. So yeah. here's one, maybe apropos of, of this current episode of bad science. If you're interested in some of that stuff about why people choose what they choose or do what they do um, and uh, the biases related there too, just go on Wikipedia um, and go ahead and search for a list of cognitive biases. Um, mm -hmm. You might learn something about yourself and about other people. Wow. I'll definitely do that. You know what we didn't get to talk about, but I'd love to yeah. with you, doctor, one day is how, uh, uh, what is it called? Not illusionists, but mind control people. What are they called? Uh, people what? that say like, uh, like a mentalist, a mentalist, mm. how they work using that probably, yeah. right. Using like, uh, cognitive biases and making kind of controlling people, subconscious, right. Uh, and they, yeah. they're good at that. And you're like, how in the world? Mm -hmm. I'm not talking hypnotist cause th that's a whole nother world, but mentalists, mm -hmm. right? Like the people that are guiding you through a thing, a thing. And, yeah, and then yeah. they get in your mind. Yeah. There was a good episode of uh, magic for humans. Yeah. Uh, Netflix. Also, we're just plugging the <laughs> shit out of Netflix on this episode, but yeah. where he kind of does that, where he's like very subtly giving you like Tom Hanks references. And then he asks them to name a celebrity and all of them say Tom Hanks. Oh, sick. And that you would have no clue just listening to him that he's doing that, but he's just subtly giving you, you know, yeah, little things. Very cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, well, I thank you both for being on the show and, um, I hope that for whatever reason that drove you to listen to this <laughs> podcast, I don't know what guided that decision that you keep making it and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our associate producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is Lucas Bollinger. And the executive Pac-Man Deucer is Brett Kushner. Follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show. That's at Bad Science Show. Or feel free to send us an email, badscience at seeker.com. That's badscience at seeker.com. Let us know what you think about the show, any movies we should do in the future. I always appreciate getting your emails. And of course, leave us an iTunes review. That lets other people hear about the show. And I'll see you all next week. Bye.